Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. As always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good evening, Father. Hey, good evening, Mark. Happy Sunday. Today's Sunday of the fifth week of in ordinary time, and Father reflects on today's gospel from St. Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told her, told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her. And helped her. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. Father. All right, so... You know, this gospel really shows the uh, a lot about how our Lord, amidst a lot of busyness and a hectic schedule, made a priority out of prayer. And we see today, I, I, we could talk about three things. There's a lot we could talk, but the priority of prayer, the place and time of prayer, and the produce that prayer gives us. So the priority of prayer, uh, we look today in this gospel, our Lord had one heck of a busy day. It says when it was, you know, after curing Simon Peter's mother-in-law, um, did some other preaching, and then when it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons, and the whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. So he's doing exorcisms, he's healing people, and the whole town was at the door starting at 6 o'clock. Now, if you've ever been to like a big healing mass, it usually takes about uh, two and a half hours or so. This probably took like five or six more, seven hours. He probably went to bed at one in the morning. And notice what it says in the very next line of sacred scripture. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Brethren, Jesus is God. He makes sure he gets up early to pray, even though he deserved to sleep in, to teach us a lesson. It's only through prayer that we can do what God wants us to do. And I think there are a lot of people that go to Mass on Sundays, if you're listening to this podcast, confession occasionally. But there are very few people that every single day put aside um, a concentrated time to pray and really just pray, you know, just spend some quality time with the Lord. Uh, I uh, Don't worry if you're one of those people, because only 2% of people who surveyed the United States of America said they were very satisfied with their overall prayer lives. A uh, much larger percentage indicated moderate to low satisfaction. Unconsciously regard prayer as an occupation that is incompatible with other things they, they have to, that they have to do, and they, and they don't have time. Now, this is never true, and, and I think that not all of us have time to pray, but well, let's put it this way. We can make time for prayer. And sloth, there's two definitions of sloth. One is a laziness when it comes to prayer or unwillingness to do so because of the effort. And I'm sure everyone wants to pray, but we, we have to fight that for sure. Um, but the other side of the sloth is being busy, being overactive. 
and just cramming so much into our day that we forget about God. I heard once, you probably heard it before, busy means being under Satan's yoke. There's a, a poem that was written by actually an Italian Monsignor. He said, I knelt to pray, but not too long. I had too much to do. I had to hurry and get to work for bills would soon be due. So I knelt and said a hurry prayer and jumped off off my knees. My Christian duty was now done. My soul could rest at ease. No time, no time, too much to do. That was my constant cry. No time to give the souls a need, but at last, a time to die. I went before the Lord. I came, stood with downcast eyes. For in his hands, God held a book. It was a book of life. God looked into the book and said, Your name I cannot find. I once was going to write it down, but you never gave me time. You know, prayer is important. It's not just important. It's one of the most important things we need to do. St. Alphonse of Gordy says something really strong. It should give us hope when we pray, but scare us if we don't. He says, those who pray are certainly saved, but those who do not pray are certainly damned. It doesn't seem like they're in the middle ground there. He doesn't say how much. He doesn't say what you pray, but he says those who pray and those who do not pray. So we have to make time for prayer. We've got to make it a priority. Number two, place and time. Now notice the gospel says something. It says, when he prayed and where he prayed. And we can't uh, make this sort of, uh, you know, this important to have a particular place to pray. And more importantly, there needs to be a time for prayer. There's a great book, if you want to read a great book on prayer, it's called A Time for God. I really suggest it by Jacques Philippe to read it. It's a little black book, very easy to read, a lot of cool stuff in it. And then early before dawn, we know that the scriptures that he prayed, Jesus prayed early in the morning as well at night, he prayed before great events of his life, like choosing the apostles. The night before he died, he spent his most of the night in prayer. And Jesus prayed, quote, when life was unusually busy, unquote. Jesus prayed a lot, but he tended to pray early or late. Hong Xin said when he was given a retreat to priests, he says, priests like everyone else are divided in two classes, roosters and owls. Some work better in the morning, others at night. And he asked them, when do you do your holy hour? If you're a rooster, do it in the morning. If you're an owl, do it at night. Now it's a question I give to you. Are you better attentive at night? Are you more awake? Do you have your mind alert more than it is in the morning? Then do it at night. Do your big prayer at night. But if you're like me, it's got to happen in the morning. Do it first thing in the morning. I don't know, by the time night rolls around, I don't want to do much. And prayer could be difficult, but we still can do little prayers at night. But the big stuff is when we feel willing to do it. And so Jesus has a time to pray, and we need a time to pray, pray too. But he also had a place to pray, and this place is called the Eremus Cave. And I've actually been there. It's a place bedded embedded in this uh, on a hill where Jesus uh, preached the Beatitudes, and it looks out into the sea. And Many people say that this used to go there a lot when he was in Galilee. It was his place. A specific place needs to be where we pray. I remember my father used to get up early and he had a little little uh, lazy boy with a little coffee stand. And every morning, Pops would be there with his book and reading, with his reading glasses on. It was his place. St. Francis of Sisi walk up the woods outside of Assisi to pray. Where's your place? Finding produce. Simon, it says, and those who are pursuing, 
and find him. He said, everyone's looking for you. He told him, let us go to a nearby villages that I may preach there also, for this person I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. Notice once again that the prayer gives Christ in his humanity the strength to get up and do his Father's will. He's exhausted, but he gets up and says, let's go to the nearby villages. Let's do this again. And so he went again and preached and drived out demons. Prayers helps us to fight. Help prayers helps us to do God's will. It gives us the strength to drive out personal demons, to preach the word and deed with our actions, to fulfill the work that we don't have. We don't have the, the strength to do the work or much in the tank. St. Pierre of Alicantra said, In mental prayer, the soul is purified from its sins, nourished with charity, confirmed in faith, strengthened in hope. The mind expands, affections dilate, the heart is purified. Truth becomes evident, temptation is conquered, sadness dispelled. The senses are renovated and drooping powers revived. Tepidity ceases, the rust of vices disappear, all out of mental prayer. It produces God's will in us. And you know, it's very interesting that the will of God. You know, when we pray, and you know, there's two things that happen. And this we we read this in the Our Father that one is God begins slowly, and I would say sometimes quickly, but for most it's slow. He shows us his will. And secondly, more importantly, what God does little by little is he gives us the will to do the power to do as well. It's where he produces in us grace to do things that were impossible on our own and our with our own willpower. So we need to pray. And without it, we won't be able to do his holy will. You know, on my chronic pain group, I, I probably shared this with you. I was this, uh, you know, we see in that first reading, which we didn't read, it was it was of Job, and Job is in despair. And and he was in the end of the, the the line, he says, I'll never be happy again. And the poor Job has just gotten beaten up. And but we know the end of Job ends up good. But you know, in that particular reading, Job is praying. He's asking God for strength because he's he's just broken. And I remember uh, in uh, in the in the group, uh, there's this one guy who has a very debilitating uh, uh, bodily problem. I won't go into detail, but let's just put it this way: he spends a lot of time parallel. He, he can't stand up. He does a lot of his work laying down because of the pain he experiences. And I asked him, I said, "Do you get angry when uh, you pray to God to heal you and you don't get healed?" And I'm sure. I said to him that you pray this a lot. And he said something just really wild the group. And I still think about it. He says, why would I get angry if God doesn't give me what he never promised to give me? And I went, wow. He said he did promise to me, give me the grace to, to work and to deal with suffering, but he never promised to take it away. And I think I thought, you know, that's a man who really has faith and sees that God's working with him, even though he's going through a lot of problems. And that can only come if you're a man or a woman of prayer. There was a nun uh, who worked with Mother Teresa in her order early in Mother Teresa's starting the missionaries of charity. And she went up to Mother Teresa, Mother, praying is really not my thing. I really just want to be with the poor. We cannot keep, I can't keep up with everything we're doing. Would you just let me out of my holy hour and I can serve the poor more? <laughs> Mother Teresa said, you're not just doing one holy hour now, you're going to do two. And she made her do two holy hours every day for the rest of her life. <laughs> well, this particular nun, uh, not only did she become one of the best ser servers to the poor, um, she learned a great lesson that God is most important. And she, and, and, uh, and that when we, when we go to God, God gives us strength to do his will, 
And we do it better. Why? Because it's God doing it through us. So think about it. Tomorrow, your daily prayer life. Do you pray every single day? Do you put time aside for prayer? Do you have a place to pray? And I guess lastly, are you seeing produce? Are you seeing it working? Even though life's difficult, are you seeing God working through your prayer? I hope you do. Sometimes it's hard because we don't see it, but others might see it. But whether you, whether you know it or not, there's no such thing as unanswered prayer.